Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. Mac, we are one week closer. This is the last week before game week, if you're following what I'm saying. And we are talking about the most hyped team in the Atlantic Coast Conference and honestly, one of the most hyped teams in the country heading into this season in the world on globe the Florida State Seminoles. Come on, let's go. I'm excited about this. Let me just tell you, this episode is going to be a lot of fun. This team is freaking loaded. Mm -hmm. They've got a great schedule, a lot of opportunity. Are the Knowles back? That's the biggest question. And from the outside and the perception, AP poll number eight. uh, Yeah, I think we're doing good. You know what actually is interesting? I did think that Florida State and Clemson would be higher. An eight nine. I thought that they would be like five six. I thought there was going to be a big old. Hype you know train how this goes. Leading into this. that's right. That's right. You know, maybe by uh, maybe by week four it'll be five six. Maybe better. Who knows? We'll True. see. I can't wait to see it. I All can't Florida State has it. to but, do uh, is beat LSU, and they'll they'll jump right up. Very quickly. Very quickly. Um, it's going to be a fun episode. A great episode. We're joined by head coach Mike Norvell, which coach has been on with us many times, and always love talking with him. Big shout out to our guy Derek Satterfield for making that happen. Uh, but of course, we got to talk about Ingles real quick. KG, the tailgating season is upon us. Mm. And people, you need to get ready. No matter where you go, you got to find you at Ingles, especially if you're in the southern region and go get your stuff. They have the greatest dip supplies ever. KG's a big Oof. guacamole and salsa gal. Um, do they do queso? Are you queso gal from Ingles? They do a little queso there? They have queso, they have a ton of options. Um, but their homemade guac, their guac, is the y'all. Key, right? Oh my gosh. Like if you haven't tried their guac, it's made there in store. You can tell it's so fresh. If you haven't tried it, go do that. You will thank me later. Go try it out and you'll know what I'm saying. You got to do it. And and again, if you like to make your own stuff, the produce section is amazing. It is absolutely beautiful. It looks like a garden when you walk in there. It's so beautiful and well done. Uh, But a lot of other things, you know, I'm a big meat guy. We're going to be smoking Mm. up some meats all fall long tailgating season. They got it. Uh, all the different cuts, all the different steaks, uh, you, you got to go check it out. The chicken, the hamburger meat, the ribs. Mm. I'm starting to drool about it. Yeah, just they got it all. It. So before we get to Coach Norvell, let's do a little message from our friends over at Ingles, and we'll talk about the Knowles. Let's go. Did you know Ingles only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Coach Norvell, welcome back to the podcast. Listen, whenever we get to talk to you, brother, I know that it's close, okay? Kickoff is here right around the corner. We're going to see in Charlotte in a couple of days uh, in fall camp right here, right now. Uh, But really appreciate your time and you being with us today. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, I guess that means we need to do this more in the off season because I mean, you know, (laughs) 
I mean, it doesn't have to be a one one time deal. But no, we are we are we are we are excited. We're excited about uh, you know kicking off fall camp, and you know guys have done a great job this summer, and you know just everything building for uh, for what's ahead. But uh, no. the guys have been working hard. Yeah, no, no question about it. Well, there, there's a lot that we want to cover with you today, and, and there's so many different places. I was thinking, where do we want to start? But I think what makes the most sense is just all the experience, all the talent with this team. Also comes a lot of expectation. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to hear from you. How will managing this team be different than maybe others before with all the national attention, with all the expectation, and a lot of people talking about national championship appearances? Well, you know, it's it's still our, our our focus is still the same. It it's still on us. It's about what we do. It's about the work that we put in. Uh, you know, I'm uh, think as we've talked before, I'm, I'm glad that the, that the country is talking good about Florida State. I mean, this is a uh, unbelievable program. I get to coach some remarkable young men that uh, you know really worked hard to put ourselves in a position that uh, you know they're that good things are being said, but, but ultimately it doesn't, that doesn't do anything for us on the football field. It doesn't do anything when it comes to our growth and, and the, the preparation of what we need to do to, to go out there and, and to play our best. So, I mean, that's been, uh, that's been our focus. I mean, we had big expectations a year ago when maybe people on the outside didn't. And uh, you know, if you listen to when people tell you what you can't do, then you won't. And, you know, now as people, uh, uh, you know, think that we have a, a a better football team. Well, we need to go and, and show the capabilities of what all that we can and um, hopefully do accomplish. You know, in in the way that we play, and and the only way that happens is is through the preparation. And so I know our guys are uh, are working hard hard towards that. Coach, have you ever, as a head coach, when you look at this schedule this September, two potential top ten matchups with LSU and Clemson in September? You also have Southern Miss and, and Boston College on the road. Have you ever started like this as a head coach where you look at your schedule and you think, wow, our September in many ways could make a break? What kind of sense of urgency does that present? Uh, you know, we're excited about the the schedule that we have and, uh, you know, be able to start off on a, a national broadcast game. Uh, you know, playing on a Sunday night, the only college football game, you know, on. I mean, it's it's going to be a, a, a great spotlight and a great showcase, you know, for our team. You know, we're playing a, you know, will be a, probably a top 10 opponent in LSU. I mean, it's going to be a great matchup. Uh, we're excited about that. And then, you know, as, as we continue to go through the season, I mean, each week is going to present its own challenges and, uh, you know, provide, provide opportunities for us to go and, and get better. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's an exciting uh, you know, schedule that we have in front of us. And, you know, if we'll, if we'll do what, you know, I know every coach always says, if you take it, you know, one game at a time and if you continue to, uh, uh, you know, pr- improve and get better than, you know, when you, even though it's early in the season, you know, you'll be ready for those, uh, for, for what those, uh, you know, games can throw at you and, uh, you know, the opportunity to, to go out there and be your best. Well, I know we're ready as fans and as media people, we can't wait. So let's talk about Jordan Travis. Let's just dive into a Heisman candidate, which is what he is. And we saw him really, I mean, turn it on in the second half of the season last year, I would say. How has he gotten better this offseason? You know, I think just his his comfort in the offense. I mean, you know, he did remarkable things last year, and I thought he played at a high level. Was I thought he was one of the best players in college football. But you know, even seeing him, uh, you embrace the challenge when it when it comes to the little things, just the consistency. You know, you know, trying to become a, a master of all. Uh, it's really allowed us uh, to to 
see that growth and and just you know his anticipation you know you know even the uh, uh, just the consistency of uh, of a daily performance whenever it comes to practice to what he's doing in the meeting rooms in all areas you know you you see a, a very confident player because of the work that he's investing uh, I know I told people as we as we finish up spring practice you know I thought he was one of our most improved players uh, because of the work he put in. And when you have your best players that can be your most improved, it really does wonders for your football team. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things I've, I try to challenge them with. It can every rep, you know, be that championship level rep. And, you know, if, if I truly think he's embraced that and, uh, you know, went out there and you know, tried to execute it. And, you know, he's just had a great off season and excited to get, get into fall camp just to see that uh, uh, continue to grow. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see that coach. And, and the, the thing that is, I guess, most impressive to me just about Jordan is when you ask him, anything about his game or what he was able to do this and that he always gives credit to other teammates and other players and, and I think that that is just such a great attribute for a quarterback especially uh knowing that that they make so many decisions and have so much going on uh how about these receivers man because you arguably have the best in the ACC with Johnny Wilson you add a monster in Keon Coleman and oh by the way I think everybody forgets Winston Wright is is ready and, and is poised for a really big year do, do you have multiple footballs going out there I mean how are you spreading the love to these receivers well, I mean, we're excited about that group, and uh, you know, you, I know you mentioned a few of them, and uh, you know, those great players, and you have guys like you know Kentron, uh, you know Porter, that's uh, you know obviously uh, with this spring was probably the star of, star of the spring for us. Uh, you know, you know, Darion Williamson coming back, you know, Jakai Douglas, a lot of guys that uh, you know really we we think can be game changers for us. You know, w- within this offense, and uh, you know when you when you have that type of competition, but you also have uh, you know an opportunity to to utilize, you know, multiple personnel groupings. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting for a coach uh, to, to see those guys continuing to push each other. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a very, you know, confident, but also humble group. And, and it's one that, you know, these guys, they, they play and, and challenge each other, but they also, uh, you understand that, you know, they all have to do their job to help, you know, maybe somebody else, uh, you know, get open at times. And, uh, you know, that's something that you always love to see. And, uh, you know, this offense, I think we'll really be able to go, uh, because of that group that, uh, that we have out there. No doubt. And then with the run game too, you guys are poised to be one of the most balanced teams in the country. I would say, you just don't know what you're going to get with Jordan Travis being able to run the ball. Trey Benson is back. How excited are you about this run game, Coach? I mean, there, there's nothing coaches love more than being able to run the football. Oh, absolutely, and it's something that uh, you know, we really worked hard to, to be able to establish. You know, our first mm-hmm. few years, and uh, you know, I think that you've seen the growth and uh, you know just the explosiveness of, of you know what we can do. And you know, it, it obviously all starts up front for us. I mean, to be able to you know create seams uh, you know, for offensive line, I think we've done a great job. Uh, you know, in the development of our of our offensive line. Uh, you know, tight ends, you know, just the ownership and, and the belief that they have. But then when you can turn around and hand it to, uh, you know, backs like Trey Benson, Lawrence Toafili, I mean, you know, it's it's an exciting group. And we got a couple of newcomers that uh, I think are really going to uh, to do wonders for us, uh, you know, which, you know, allows, you know, more versatility in the, in the way that we can attack and, you know, being able to to get it to, uh, you know, a variety of different playmakers and and, you know, be able to keep that balance that we desire. And coach, talking about that balance, I mean, what does that really do to a defense when you have these just monsters out wide that can make a play at any given time? You've got these running backs, you've got the great offensive line. How does that stress the defense to where maybe they play you differently and you really dictate what they do? 
Well, you know, I mean, we always want to be able to take what the defense gives us. And, and I say that, you know, they've got to make a choice. And, uh, you know, if we can if we can try to uh, attack, if, if they're going to, you know, try to stay back and, you know, keep everything in front of us and, you know, to be able to, to create seams and be able to successfully run the football, uh, you're trying to force their hands to, you know, you know, bring a safety down, open up play action game, to be able to just to, to spread the field in, in the passing game. And, you know, I think that, you know, you look at, you know, last season, I mean, there was a, a lot of different, uh, uh, you know, examples of that, you know, in the, in the bowl game, you know, we were able to throw the throw for over 400 yards, you know, you know passing and, you know, we had plenty of games where we were, you know, over, I think it was, you know, seven straight games over 200 yards rushing. So, I mean, we've been able to, to have, you know, great balance uh, uh, in what in, in how we attacked, but also, uh, you know, you, you've got to be able to, to take what the defense gives you, but then still be able to attack in a variety of different ways. Kind of in that thought process, Coach, of, of taking what the defense gives you, I, I know that we see kind of in the final form of, of these older, more experienced quarterbacks is they have options, you know, when they go to the line of scrimmage. Will we see that with Jordan? Will we have the ability to check to something or, or maybe not totally change a play, but like you said, take what the defense gives him and maybe have an option built into some plays? No, and that's something we've done with Jordan, you know, you know, even this last year. And I thought it was um you know, when people watch Jordan, it's it's easy to get excited when you see him run and you see him scramble. You see the things that he's able to do, you know, throwing the ball down the field. Uh, but I, I think he's one of the smartest quarterbacks that, that I've been around. And, you know, he sees the field so well. And uh, so as we go into games, there's there's always going to be, you know, packages that, uh, that we'll put together and, you know, where he might have, you know, opportunities to change plays to be able to get us in, into better looks depending on what we see and uh, you know he takes a lot of ownership in that and you know he spends a, a remarkable amount of time studying on his own and and uh, you know you know trying to implement that within within each game plan so uh, you know that'll definitely continue to be a part of of what we do the beauty of having a, a veteran quarterback it gives you so many options there coach we got to talk defense I mean this defense was so salty last year you return a lot of those key pieces one of them's Jared verse. What does it say about your program that this guy who got a first round grade said, I'm coming back? And what has he improved upon in this offseason? Well, I, th- I think when you look at Jared, you know, yes, he is a special player. But, you know, last year, um, you know, he faced a lot of challenges, too. You know, he dealt with some injuries, uh, was really limited, uh, you know, a, a lot of the time, you know, you know, through the week and you know, maybe in, in, in uh, the amount of practice that he was able to have. But, you know, he plays with such a great motor. He's you know, a very skilled young man. But there are a lot of things, you know, technically and detail wise that, uh, you know, I thought he could continue to improve upon. And, um, you know, much like I said about Jordan, you know, there in spring ball, I think Jared was the, was the same story. You know, one of our most improved players, uh, you know, just his mindset, his approach, the way that he the way that he go went about his business uh, in in the finer details, and you know, as a you know a guy that you know is a first round talent to to see that type of growth and uh, ownership in in the details, it's, it's exciting. And uh, you know, he's just uh, you know I think he's still just scratching the surface of where he can go, but uh, you know, his work ethic and and desire to get better and to improve uh, is really special. That is terrifying, Coach, for opponents. That Jordan Travis and Jared Verse are two of the most improved players, and that. That smirk you had right there, I, I know you're you're ready to get this thing going. From a transfer portal perspective, because you you guys have embraced the portal more than almost any other program, and you've benefited from it more than any other program. How does that process work in your building? I know you have people whose job is it specifically to look at the portal. Do they say, "Hey, coach, here's this film on a guy like Jared Verse. Here's this film. Take a look at it." And then, do you give the guy a call? I mean, how, how does that process work in your building? Well, you know, I mean, we have we definitely have people that are are keeping us, uh, you know, 
uh, up to date on, you know, when, when somebody goes in the portal or, you know, when there's a, there's an opportunity, um, you know, to be able to get in, in, in contact, uh, you know, once that, once that happens, we want to be efficient. We want to be able to, if it's somebody that, uh, that we've either seen or, or, uh, you know, obviously we believe that can fit our program, you know, we want to, you know, get on the phone and, and start building that relationship to see if it's going to be the right fit. Because ultimately for us, um, you know, there's plenty of schools that have taken more transfers. You know, we just want to be right on the ones that we bring. And, uh, you know, and that's something I think we've done a remarkable job of is evaluating, you know, the, the, the character, the way somebody that fits into our program, obviously the need at positions. And, you know, we want guys when they come here uh, to have an opportunity to be productive. And, you know, you see a lot of guys uh, that have come in that have multiple years of eligibility that have been able to grow in our program. And, you know, there are some that have been able to come in and, and even in just one year uh, that have been able to, to, you know, exceed you know, even some of the uh, the goals and, and desires that they had uh, and play at a, at a very, very high level. So uh, it's it's really been uh, good for us to have that uh, that element in, in our program. But, you know, it's a, it's really a lot of the same approach. Uh, whether you're recruiting somebody from high school, junior college, or the transfer portal, just you know, really pushing to find the right fit. And I think that's the, the most important thing, coaches. You're not just you know casting this crazy wide net and hey, who wants to come? You know, you guys are so selective, so so, so specific. Uh, football CTE's hitting me here, and you, you go after needs that you have on the roster. I think that's what's been so impressive is you lose a guy to the NFL, you bring another one right in that that can be at a high level, or you have another recruit waiting in the wings here. Getting back to the defense, and we'll, we'll kind of end with this, Coach. Your back seven, man, it, it just has a chance to be really special. And when you add that with such a talented front seven there, I'm looking at these names. I'm looking at these guys and the talent. What is the expectation for you from this defense each and every Saturday? Well, you know, I want to see those guys go out there and, and compete at a high level. You know, I want to see the speed, the physicality, the toughness. Um, you know, it's – Playing defense, I mean, there's, it's challenging with the with the, the, the versatility of, of all the different offenses that you'll face. Um, but, you know, for us, it all starts up front. We've got an incredible defense defensive front, and that's something that has to be, uh, you know, a forcing unit for us. I mean, we got experienced linebackers that are that are uh, that are back. Uh, you look at the guys in the in the back end. I think we're very athletic. Uh, you know, you know, we've got guys that have great you know great experience, but so much versatility uh, in our in our back seven and the way that those guys can play. Uh, you know, whether it's you know the different personnel groupings that we can that we can implore um you know we want to we want to be a, a defense that, that you know is is help dictating uh you know the, the the tempo of the game and how we attack and how we play it doesn't mean that we're going to be blitzing every play but we want to have that aggressive mindset and spirit and you know when we get a chance to get the ball back we want to get it back as quick as we can to our offense to provide more opportunities uh, throughout the course of a contest and you know our, our defense uh, you know we we're expecting big things from. I mean, it was a it was a top fifteen group, uh, you know, last year, and we we believe that uh, you know we're just we're just scratching the surface to where this group can go as we continue to to gel and grow together. Um, and we got tremendous leaders on that side of the ball that, that uh, are, are pushing to make that happen. The the defensive backfield specifically just reminds me a lot of those FSU teams that I had to play against, and it wasn't any fun. So if that tells you anything, look out, uh, coach. This was so much fun. We're always grateful for your time and. I'll see you in a couple of days, man, in Charlotte. I appreciate you. I look forward to seeing you all there, and go Knowles. Thanks again to Mike Norvell for joining us here on the program and talking Florida State. And I'm excited to dive into this, Mac, because there's so many things to be excited about with Florida State. I was reading just some different things from fall camp and, and looking at some Norvell interviews that he did after he talked with us. And one of the main things that I'm seeing is Jordan Travis 
and uh, Johnny Wilson and these wide receivers are gelling. Those, those are the <laughs> words that I am seeing about this offense, that yeah. Jordan Travis and these wide receivers are really dialed in. That, let's just start with the offense, Mac, because I think this offense, we, it, we saw what it had become last year. The Florida game is an example of that. But I think the offense this year can just be flat out one of the best in the country. I do too. I mean, explosiveness everywhere you looked. I mean, you, you just rattle off Johnny Wilson, Keon Coleman transfer mm-hmm. coming in. Looks, I mean, it's a basketball team. You know, yeah. uh, Portier <laughs> over there, I think six, five and a half or so. Um, I mean, they've got some crazy size at the wide receiver position. Then you add in the, the tight ends with Jaheim Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, my guy who transferred in, um, Kyle Morlock. I think he's six, six and a half. I mean, it's just. It's some big dudes uh, that, that are problems, matchup problems, nightmares, things that you do not want to see. Deuce Span is another big guy. Um, so I'm excited to see this wide receiver core. Uh, yeah. I think that they have a chance to, to be one of the best in the country, the deepest in the country. And I didn't even mention Winston Wright, guy coming off of you know just a, a bad car wreck injury from West Virginia a year ago. I think he's going to be fantastic. So they've got a lot of depth. They've got a lot of guys that I think are really going to step up and you know, be big time playmakers. And really what I'm, you know, most excited to see KG is the final form of, you know, our guy, Jordan Travis Mm -hmm. and and to see he's gotten so much better each and every year. And now this is no question his team. It was last year, but, but solidified as, as a dude and uh, all the Heisman hype. I saw today uh, a a mock first round draft pick. and He was up there. He was in the first round. Um, And so there's a lot of excitement. A lot of preseason lists, a lot of different things. He was my preseason player of the year. Um, so all these things, all these expectations, and I think he's ready for it. He's an old guy. He's been in school. He's gone all through the up and down roller coaster of bad to great. Um, and I think he's ready. This is his moment. You know that he can really capitalize it and and put an exclamation point on his Florida State career by getting them back to the you know the promised land. What does that mean? Is that an ACC championship? Is that a New Year's Six Bowl, is that a playoff in a national championship? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're going to see really big strides again from this Florida State team. He is indeed an old guy, and we mean that with love, Jordan. He, This guy has been at Florida State for a while. He's – the way I would put this is he's an adult playing college football. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. he is a full-grown man playing college football. And you think of the quarterbacks in recent history that have won national championships, Stetson Bennett who I think is 47 years old. You had Joe Burrow before that, who was in year two in that system in LSU. And of course was taking like two classes because he was getting his fifth masters or whatever. So (laughs) I think that's a really beneficial thing to have in college football. A guy like Jordan Travis, who knows who he is, knows what he needs to do. Doesn't really have many distractions and then has all these talented wide receivers around him. You also have an exciting running back group with Trey Benson, Lawrence Tolafili, I think those guys are going to be very solid. I want to ask about the O-line, Mac, but let's talk about this for a second because you wrote this in our rundown. I'm just going to read it, all right? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know what's going on. I'll leave out something. After losing the three ranked opponents in a row last year, the only (laughs) ranked teams that Florida State played, FSU won their last six games, okay? Five of those wins were against teams that finished with losing records, Georgia Tech, Miami, Louisiana, Florida, Oklahoma. The sixth was Syracuse, who went seven and six. So – and Noel fans, calm down. Calm down. I know y'all know where Mac and I went to school. All right, so chill out. But that is a fact. That is a fact. The three ranked teams that Florida State 
played last year, they lost to, and then they piled up a bunch of wins against teams that, you know, weren't very good. Now, Florida State, this is this was new because this is we had not seen 10 win Florida State beating the teams you're supposed to beat. So we know Florida State now can beat the teams they're supposed to beat. That next step is LSU at Clemson at Pitt. Those are the games when I look at this schedule, I think those are the games that will be the differentiator between having another really solid year, maybe nine wins and, and a tenth in a bowl game, or winning the league, get to the playoff. That that's really the question here, Mac, is can they take that step? I've I've got to tell you guys, um, when I sent this to KG, I forgot to take that out. Uh, So this is my apologies. That was kind of my, uh, you know, secret weapon, if you will. (laughs) Knowles fans started just chirping too much. So, but it's out there and it is the truth. It's fact. It is the truth. Um, And, and, you know, that's why I don't want to say hesitation. I don't have hesitation. I think you guys are going to be really good. I really do. But there is this little guy sitting on my shoulder that's saying, don't forget those numbers. Don't forget those facts. Um, And it has been tough sledding when you see the ranked opponents that they've lost to, when you see the games that they've lost. But I think that they turned it around. And then you see, okay, couldn't beat any ranked teams. They they dismantled the SEC West champ, right, which that's a massive deal. Now, do I think LSU was a different team by the end of the year? Absolutely. But I also think Florida State was a different team. Um, but but they got that done. Um, this team has a chance to just blow all that out of the water. And they have great opportunities on the schedule. You just mentioned it. Right now, preseason, I think only two ranked teams. Uh, but who knows what will pop up as the season emerges. You have to take care of business. And I think it would be a lie if people were saying that that game against Clemson coming to Death Valley isn't circled 10 million times. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it is vital to this program. It is vital to the being back. It is vital to winning championships and the good or bad thing, however you want to look at it is you got to play those guys potentially twice. And if you want to, you want to win that ACC championship, you got to knock out the King and and you're going to have a great shot to do that. So I'm excited to see it again. I apologize. Knowles fans that I left that in there. This was supposed to be happy and positive. That's on me. (laughs) Uh, but it is a fact. It is a fact KG. And, uh, Again, I think this is the team that, that can rewrite that stuff and, and get them back to where they're and used look, to being. Knowles fans know that. Knowles fans are smart. They they uh, understand. They are smart. I'm not saying they're not smart. I don't know if some of them know that, though. I don't okay. know if they know. <laughs> well, it's in the episode. But, you know, one thing that bothers me is when we're evaluating a team for a new season, a lot of times we say, well, they haven't done this before, so they can't do it now. And there are so many teams that won national titles or went on to win their leagues that hadn't done it before and have done it. Georgia, for years, people said Georgia can't win a national title. They can't 40, get over the it was hump. 40 years. Yeah, now they well, won yeah. two back. They can't get over the hump. People said that about Clemson. So yeah, sure. to, for that to be someone's only argument, I think that's really lazy. And yeah. so that's kind of my point to bring it all up and say, yeah, it hasn't happened. But I don't think that should hold you back by saying Florida State can't do it because I, I really think they right. can. This yeah, roster right. is just flat out loaded. It's one of the most talented yes. rosters in the entire country. Mac, I know they lost some guys on the O line. Give us your thoughts on on what this O line can do. Yeah, well, you know, really, they just lost one, and and you know, our guy, great Dylan friend Gibbons. of the show, uh, who who you know was grateful for our time, loved Dylan, and and you know, excited to see what happens with his future. Just got married, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So big shout out to him. I think they're going to be better. And, and what's crazy about this offensive line, they're probably replacing some starters, like not just you know guys that they lost or guys getting hurt. Like they brought in guys that they feel really good about. And coach told us that he said, you know, there's guys that 
you know, have, have been starting and, and maybe even made some all conference teams that they might not be running out there first, Ooh. you know, for the Knowles. And I, I think that's a, it's a good place to be in when you can have that mo- amount of competitive nature going on throughout your team, especially along the offensive line. So very interested, you know, to see who runs out there first and, you know, who goes out there for this team and what are they able to do offensively? Because I, I do think that it starts up there and, uh, you know, how much are they able to really push the offense, push the tempo, and of course, protect Travis. But man, that, that running attack, as you kind of mentioned there, Trey Benson just, he looks like a different dude. He's locked in, physical. Um, you know, I think the battle for running back number one, he and Shipley in the ACC, mm. just going back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, kind of the race for 1K, right? Who can get there? Who can do it? Um, I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, with Jordan, he's going to take up some of those rushing yards, right? Like he's that sure. good of a player that you have to run him. Um, and then on the other side, when you look at, you know, what Will Shipley has with Phil Moffa in the background and, and Cade can obviously run too. So it's going to be fascinating to see those two guys, but I love what I see from Trey Benson. Let's hit on this defense because I think this defense is going to be salty. I mean, so good. My, my only question, and we could name all the names. There's so many guys coming back. My only question about this defense is can they be better against the run? I think that is what can take Florida State to a different level. Can they be better against the run? I know that's been a huge talking point for them throughout the whole offseason, Mac. Right. And, and I think, you know, a big piece of that, unfortunately, was, you know, Love It being hurt. And he was their run stopper. And he was hurt for, for big chunks kind of after that LSU game. And when you saw him go back in, it was like a different defense up, up front there. And they did reload, you know, on that defensive line as well. I think adding uh, Braden Fisk is going to be big time. EJ was raving about him, the things that he was doing at practice, and, and a really talented player coming from Western Michigan. If uh, you know ACC fans want kind of a glimpse of that, go watch Pitt versus Western yeah. Michigan a couple of years ago, and you'll see that the guy. The game just going that kept high. Pitt out of the playoff. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I mean, he had Kenny Pickett running for his life. Uh, you know that guy was was going nuts there. Jared versus we know yeah. on any national award you can ever think of. All-American, has every tool in his toolbox with violence, physicality, speed, power, uh, intelligence. I mean, he truly has it all. This guy is a a picture-perfect defensive end and excited to see the jump that he can make. I mean, he was a first-round grade last year, and I think he wants to be a a top-ten pick. And can he solidify that, really get it done? Patrick Payton, defensive end, was the the freshman defensive player of the year last year. You know, the strides that he can make – they're going to have a really nice one-two punch there, KG. So I think you you kind of wrapped it up. The, the run defense has to be better. And if it is, I mean, you're looking at one of the more electric and, and dominant defenses in, yeah. in the country. I mean, they were third in points per game. They were first in total yards per game in the ACC uh, and first in passing yards. So these guys get after it, but also fourth in sacks, had 40 sacks. Um, and they did nothing but retool in the secondary, going adding. Uh, you know, a, a guy like Fentrell Cypress from U, UVA, who was a first-team All-ACC guy. So they're going to be really good in that secondary, and I'm excited to see kind of just that unit come together. It's interesting when you talk about Florida State because they've so much embraced the portal, and it feels like it because of the portal guys, it's like you know a little more of what you're getting with the portal guy because they're generally a right. third or fourth year. Yes. We know they're better on both sides of the ball. Right. Like We know Florida State's better just from a roster standpoint. They're better on both sides of the ball. So can that get them 100%. over the hump? That's the big question. Yeah, it, it'll be fun to see. And, you know, Coach, I thought was really interesting, um, you know, because we touched on that with him, and he said it's all about fit. Like, we're not just casting yeah. this big old wide net like some people think we are. 
we're going after guys that we think will fit our program. We bring them in and we evaluate. And uh, we know what we're getting because that transfer process. And they've hit on a lot of really dominant guys. And I think this, you know, I think Braden Fisk is going to be kind of the next one uh, that comes in and immediately ups his draft stock and, and is a guy that is going to be playing in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's talk schedule, Mac. Let's talk about this schedule. Vegas has Florida State's win total at nine and a half. I Ooh. think this is a pretty easy over. I mean, <laughs> I, 10 and two to me is like a worst case scenario for, for, for right. Florida State. I think that would mean you lose right. to LSU, you lose to Clemson, you beat everybody else. Yeah. I do yeah. think, Mac, at Pitt, to me, is a game that no one's really talking about for Florida State on November 4th. Mm. The, mm. Also, the week before Miami. Not saying you're going to over, overlook Pitt because Pitt's been a great program for a long time, but that's also the before Miami, and it could be a cold game. I think that is a sneaky game that's going to be really important for Florida State. Yeah, and it's, uh, man, a lot of opportunity when I look at this schedule. I mean, obviously, you got to get started in a hurry. You play on yeah. Sunday night. The world is watching. It's going to be on ABC. That game is going to rate a 4-5 plus. I mean, everybody's going to be watching that. What kind of tone can you set early? Right. What, what kind of message can you send out to the college football world about the Knowles and, and where everybody's going to get really excited really fast? And then not to discount or discredit, but you know, then you fast forward to that Clemson game. And, man, I mean, you're talking about if you if you go 4-0 right. in September, you might be the number one team in the country and I think October 1st. What's weird to say, you could go 4-0, and I think you, you have a get-out-of-jail-free card. I think you could lose. I think you could lose to Pitt. Oh, sure. As long as you win sure. the ACC and have one loss, right? right. you're good. But yeah. that's that's no, how big yeah. their September is. 100%. I mean, a, a one-loss ACC champion has never been let out of yeah. the playoff, and I don't think that that starts this year. The interesting thing is, do you get two in? Do you go 4-0? Do you run the table? And even if you lose to Clemson in the championship, you get game, two. if that's what it is, do you get in? Do, do both of them get in? We saw that in 2020. This is not a far-fetched thing. Right. We saw this happen uh, with, with Notre Dame. So I'm fascinated to see it. It's going to be a great opportunity for these guys. I agree with you. I think over is easy. I'm not saying they're sleepwalking to 10 wins, but they're close. I mean, they really are. Uh, when, when you see the schedule, when you see who they play, when you see who they don't play, um, and, and it's going to be fascinating. The interesting thing to me, KG, are you in the assumption, I think we've already discussed this before, but are you in the assumption it's a lot? Clemson, FSU, playing twice, playing in the ACC championship. I I think I'm less of a lock than you because it's college football and crazy things happen. That's that's the only reason why. What? I could see there is there is no coastal chaos. No, I know, I know. I could see it's over. The team I really like, honestly, is it's over. The team I really like is Pitt. You I like them Pitt. enough to beat these guys? Pitt doesn't draw Clemson. And then yeah. they have Florida State at home. And yeah. I, I could see Pitt is a team that we never give enough credit. And you look at the we end don't. of the year and you're like, oh, oh, look at this. So Richmond I, Weaver, I need you to mark this tape, brother, because if we, this happens, KG is a prophet. And we will blast this everywhere. I do what we'll I can. I, I More likely than not, I do think it's Clemson, Florida State. But, you know, we, we've said it's going to be this and this for years. And yeah. it never seems to work out sure. all pretty like That is true. It. That is true. But like I said, no coastal chaos. I think the uh, the Knowles, which by the way, look at this shirt. I thought I lost this, KG, because I didn't wear this uh, for the uh, Coach Norvell interview. I had to wear another one, which shout out to Derek for giving me too. I was devastated. This is one of my favorite nice shirts. Shirt. And I know 
Clemson fans are listening. They're like, dude, we hate this guy. Look at this thing. It's classic. It's nice. It's very clean. It's nice fitting. It's very, very soft. Um, big Noel FSU. No one shirt. gets is- more free gear in the world than Eric Macklin. <laughs> that is true. Look at me. I'm that so I'm true. over here in a in a in a t-shirt. A great I just t-shirt. I just got back from uh, Syracuse a couple of days ago. Um, very nice polo. Got the hook up there and a very nice practice shirt with like the long. Oh, sleeve. I saw pictures of you in it. I was like, of oh, you did? Not. Yeah, there it is. He's getting, yes. he's getting more gear. It's just yes. classic. Yes. So I'm loaded up. I'm loaded up. Um, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is Florida State going to make the playoff? I think the ACC champ makes the playoff. That's not what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I think the ACC Come champ on. makes the playoff, and I think it's very possible. That Florida State beats Clemson on September 23rd, and Clemson beats Florida State in the ACC title. I, I picked Clemson to win the home? ACC. I, th- I picked Clemson to win the ACC. So I think right now, especially with all of this just nonsense that we have going on with pow- power leagues and what's a power league and whatever, it might be harder to get two ACC teams in, especially now that you have I know it's a, sure. Texas. I know you're still in the Big Twelve, so you're probably going to get someone from the Big Twelve, and you've got Southern Cal out there too. So you've got yeah. teams that are supposed to be good this year. But I'm just going to say, I think the ACC champ makes the playoff. There you go. Okay, I like that. I want to hear from Knowles fans. Knowles mm-hmm. fans, you're listening right here. If you you've stuck with us for 40 plus minutes, wherever we are, would you rather? I know what you're going to say. We'd rather beat them twice. <laughs> you can't beat them twice. This is the rules of the game. If you had to play them. And you you have to choose one of them. Would you rather beat Clemson at home, or would you rather beat them and win an ACC title? Now oh, this think- might seem easy to you, KG, but I think there's something about going into their house and beating them at their house. That's pretty valuable mm. to me. Let's say you make the play. All of it's the same. Which one would you rather have? Oh, I think okay. The trophy, so maybe it's easy. Maybe it's easy you're, to you're say. Saying I don't know. You make the playoff regardless. You make the playoff regardless. You got to win one of them. Which one would you rather win? I think they'd still prefer an ACC championship. You want hardware? You want, yeah. Maybe that's maybe maybe I'm overthinking. But in the this. moment, they might say win in Clemson, like if they're at the game in Clemson. I mean, that's a pretty cool place to go win. It's I've been you to a know. couple of home losses, not a lot. Um, it's pretty crazy when that place gets quiet. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Which I happen to FSU. Shout out to those guys True. beating our True. tail. Um, anyway, that's it. We're talking <laughs> about the Knowles. We think they're going to be really good. I know you guys do too. Um, can't wait to see it. Massive opportunity week one. Going to be a lot of fun. I just hope, man, these guys make some noise yeah. and, and we continue to ride this hype train all the way to Charlotte. And who knows? Maybe it goes a little bit further than that. Uh, we certainly will be ready for it. Big shout out again to Derek Satterfield. Thank you uh, to, to Coach joining us. Always love talking to Coach Mike Norvell. Uh, he, he's truly one of the best and excited to see what these Knowles can do. But that's it from us. Another great episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane. Brought to you by our great friends over at Ingalls, the official grocer of Gramlick and McLean. Love those guys. Couldn't do it without them. Um, we need you guys, though. We need your help. We need you to go over to YouTube, review, subscribe, leave some comments, jump on this train with us. You got to see these interviews. It's a lot of fun for the stuff we're doing over here. You don't want to miss it. And, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe there as well. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you.